This is the Artisan CEO Podcast, Season 2, Episode 9. On this episode, we'll be talking about how to stop working during vacation. I'm recording this episode in December, and a lot of us are currently looking forward to an end-of-the-year hiatus, but I would argue that it doesn't really count as vacation if you keep sneaking peeks at your laptop and work apps on your phone. So on this episode, we'll be covering how to prepare your inbox and your clients for your time away from the office so that you can come back from vacation rested and refilled. Welcome to the Artisan CEO, where the art of photography meets the business of profits. This is where strategy and craftsmanship coexist so that you can run a creative business that supports a life you love. I'm your host, Abby Grace, and I promise to give it to you straight. I was at one of my favorite conferences a few years ago as a speaker, and one of my favorite things about attending in-person conferences is those conversations that happen outside of the main sessions, whether they're at lunch or after hours when everyone's at dinner together, whenever. And because this particular conference was taking place in a smaller town, most of the people in attendance and the speakers and the staff, we were all staying at the same hotel, which meant that there were a lot of people hanging out in the lounge area at night, like extroverts unite, right? Like, I don't want to be in my room. I don't want to be by myself when there's so much energy happening. So you go to the hotel lobby and you hang out. So I was there one of those nights with a few of the attendees and we were playing some kind of card game. I don't remember exactly which one. Was it Red Rover? I can't remember. Uh, And one of the women was sitting at the table while the rest of us were playing and she had her laptop open. It was probably like 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night. Um, She referenced the fact that she was sending out some emails. She's a wedding photographer, so she was sending emails out to her brides and grooms. And we ended up talking about why she was sending emails so late at night and why that could be an issue if it's outside of your normal office hours. Like if you've told your clients, hey, my office hours are 2 to 10 p.m. because maybe your significant other is a firefighter, emergency responder, and they work weird hours. Like, sure, go for that. More on um, office hours inside episode one from this season, we go in depth in that episode about why set office hours matter and why you should have them. We'll link that in the show notes below. So this person, this wedding photographer that I was talking to, she said that the reason she was answering emails at 10 p.m. was because she didn't want any of her clients to think that she was ignoring them. And then I asked her what her out-of-office responder said. Like, did her clients know that she was at a conference? And she told me that she didn't have an out-of-office responder on, that it hadn't even occurred to her to consider this time at a conference as out-of-office time. And because of that, she was trying to keep up with her inbox like she was still sitting at her desk. So me being the pushy person that I am, but like, pushy because I wanted her to be able to step away from the laptop and be present for those game-changing conversations that were happening all around her but that she wasn't really able to tune into because she was in her inbox. So because of that, I told her that we were going to set up an out-of-office responder right then and there. And I took a little bit more liberty than I would have if I was just another attendee, but I felt like because I was there as a speaker, it gave me a little bit more authority to say, listen, this is going to be really good for you. So just know, like, I don't do this to everybody that I meet. The reason that I did it, though, is because she had paid good money to be at that conference, and I didn't want her to miss out on some of the best stuff because she didn't feel like she could step away from her inbox for even a few days. How often do we do this with personal time, too? Vacations, holiday breaks, even long weekends, or regular weekends, two-day weekends. 
How often do you convince yourself that your business will not survive with you being gone for a few days, that everything is going to break if you don't check your email for a week? Maybe for you this takes the form not of a laptop, but of frequently checking your phone. Or maybe it's social media that occupies some of your brain space. You pick up your phone whenever there's like a lull in activity or you reach red light, you check your Instagram feed. And you see a few posts with work-related content in them, maybe from some of your competitors or vendors that you work with. And just seeing that pulls your brain back into the office, even if your body is sitting on the couch with your family. Because this is what I'm really after. Not just a vacation in name, but true time off from work. You and I need time away from our desks, whether that's the physical desk or the mental one. You have got to be able to step away from work, not only on a daily basis once your office hours are over, but you also need to be able to step away for days, maybe weeks at a time for vacation, long weekends, even, heck, maybe someday you want to take a sabbatical. Real quick, photographers, are you tired of lather, rinse, and repeating the same tired collection of forgettable photos from one brand session to the next? If you're ready to turn yawn-worthy galleries into the sort of results that thrill your clients and get you both noticed, then you're definitely going to want to join me for my free training, The Backstage Secret to Scroll-Stopping Brand Photography. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or you're just getting started out in the world of branding, this session is for you. I'll teach you my number one strategy for crafting stories that resonate with your clients and their audience, which is the biggest secret behind creating galleries that not only look stunning, but also drive engagement and sales for your clients, which, spoiler alert, is what keeps them coming back for additional sessions in the future. Because as brand photographers, purposeful matters more than pretty, but who says you can't have both? Our job is to think like a marketer and shoot like an artist, but you have to have both pieces of that equation. And learning to approach with the mindset of a strategist, that changes everything. So if you're raring to say goodbye to cliche galleries that simply repeat what's already clogging your Pinterest and social media, and hello to a method that drives brand loyalty and real bottom line growth, then head on over to abbygrace.co slash training. That's abbygrace.co slash training. It's time to leave those forgettable, smiling at a laptop photos in the dust in favor of a more tailored approach that's going to leave your clients obsessed and already planning for their next shoot with you. One more time, that's abbygrace.co slash training. I'll see you in class. I've referenced this book several times before on the podcast, actually in this season alone. It's called Rest, and the author is Alex Sujung Kim Pang. We'll link that in the show notes. And in Rest, he talks both about the importance of leisure during workday, like small breaks to go out for a walk or take a nap, and the boost that that can give your creativity, how that allows you to do better work. But he also devotes one of the final chapters of the book to talking about sabbaticals. And I love this I love these few lines. He says that, quote, even in a hyper-competitive field, a well-designed break from your normal working routine can recharge your creativity, helping you discover new ideas and lead you to achieve a breakthrough in your current work. And then on the next page, he writes, what this teaches us is that to stay ahead, it's necessary sometimes to step back. To keep up, it's good to sometimes slow down. So we need to take the vacation in order to be present with those we love and enjoy that life that you've been so busy making a living for. 
but also because time away helps you produce better work once you are back in the office. It's a double whammy here. You're not falling behind when you take a vacation. You're building up a reserve of both memories and rest, as well as of creativity and new ideas. As Jack Black says in Nacho Libre, there's a throwback for you. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. The number one way to prepare your business for time off is to set your client's expectations appropriately. Nine times out of 10, when you have a client that's disappointed, it comes, and this is for any area of your business, when a client is disappointed, nine times out of 10, it comes down to a misalignment of expectations. If you don't tell people you're away from your desk, and they email you, they're going to expect to hear back from you within your usual response time. And with every day that passes, you're going to feel that mounting panic over how many emails are stacking up, especially if you have the mail app on your phone and you have that little red notification that tells you how many unread emails that you have. Yeah, every time you look at your phone, guess what's going to happen? More panic because these are more open loops of people who are expecting to hear back from you that have not done so so far. So you need to communicate proactively meaning before they have the chance to reach out and wait on a response from you, you need to communicate proactively to let people know that you're going to be gone so that these folks aren't left hanging. And you know what? This crazy thing happens. Your clients are actually happy to give you the time away without expecting you to interrupt a vacation to help them because you've told them that you'll be away. And also, side note, it has the benefit of illustrating for your clients that you're a human being and not a robot. So how do we set expectations with clients? Firstly, let your clients know that some time off is coming. And this is when I'm talking like, not like a long weekend. I don't feel the need to proactively communicate with clients. I'm gonna be out of the office on Monday for July 4th. No, we're talking about like a week long vacation. You can email your clients in advance if you are in the middle of ongoing work. So I'm taking a two-week vacation for Christmas and New Year's, and I have a brand shoot on January 12th. So because of that, I'm going to let my client know mid-December that I will be out of the office and unavailable during those two weeks so that they know not to expect a response from me. I'm also going to front load any work that might otherwise normally be completed during that time that I'm away. I'm going to front load that to make sure that it's done by the time I shut my laptop on the last day that I'm in the office. Next, you're going to set up your out-of-office responder. The subject line should be out-of-office or something equally clear to let people know, even if they don't read the autoresponder, that they should not expect a response from you. Something like, thanks for your note, doesn't do it. It's got to be like out-of-the-office or like holiday break hours or I'm on vacation, something like that. So in the out-of-office responder detail when you're going to be out of the office from this date to this date. I also like to specify whether or not I'm going to have access to email. So if I'm traveling for like a, we had a shoot in Spain earlier this year and I was gone for a week and a half. And so I put in my out of office responder that I was going to be gone from this date to this date, that I would have intermittent access to email because I wasn't on vacation. I was going for a shoot and then I was in Paris for a few days for some sort of like recharging and there to just photograph for personal work. But I was, I was still there for work. It was a work trip, so I was comfortable bringing my laptop and checking email while I was there, but I wasn't at my desk like I normally would be, so I said I will have intermittent access to email. If you are going on vacation and you do not want to bring email with you, which I suggest that you don't, then you should put, I will be out of office from this date to this date and will not have access to email. Let them know the first day that you're going to be back in the office and that they can expect to hear from you then. And if you guys hang on to the end of this episode, we're going to have a download for y'all that has my swipe copy of my out of office responder if you want to go ahead and just grab that. 
So you set up your out-of-office responder, but then what you want to do, don't just turn that on after you're already on vacation. If you're listening to this before, like if you're listening to this while you're on vacation and you don't have an out-of-office responder on, go do that right now and hit go right away. Like publish it, make sure it sends to the next person who emails you. But if you're listening to that this episode before you take your next vacation, set up that out-of-office responder to start sending a few days before you go. So like if your vacation starts on a Monday, that out-of-office office responders should start sending at the very latest Friday morning so that anybody who emails you Friday, Saturday, or Sunday knows that you're going to be gone the next week and that they've already emailed you past the point when you are able to help resolve their problem. Now, if you can still, let's say emails come in on Friday and they just require a quick response, feel free to answer them. But if someone emails you on Friday with like, hey, I have this huge behemoth of a task that's going to take you a couple of hours and I don't have time to do it before I'm scheduled to be out of the office, then now they know I cannot attend to this until I get back. If you're worried about missing new client inquiries and like because someone doesn't hear back from you in 24 hours that they're going to go book somewhere else because they didn't hear back from you quickly enough, again, this goes back to setting expectations. If you use HoneyBook like we do, this is super easy. Just set up an autoresponder inside HoneyBook for any new contact form submissions. And that autoresponder should say something like, hey, I received your inquiry and I can't wait to speak with you further. I'm out of the office for the holidays or vacation from this date to this date. So you can expect to hear back from me as soon as I'm back in the office. And then if you want to continue to woo them and earn brownie points while you're away, you could include something like, In the meantime, while you're waiting to hear back from us, here are a few blog posts or resources that we think you'd enjoy. And then link to something you've written in the past, like a blog post, or maybe link them to a couple of reels or TikToks that have advice for new clients, maybe ones that have performed especially well. Then you get that social proof of like, oh, wow, this one has like 20,000 views on it. She really must know what she's talking about. Quick note about HoneyBook. We have been using them since the beginning, I think, something like 2016, I can't remember, but uh, it's a client management software that handles all of our contracts, invoices, questionnaires, delivering our client welcome guide, all of that, and I am in love. We could not run our business without it. It is some of the best money that we've spent on our business, and we have an educator's link if you're interested in checking it out. It's in the show notes, um, and that link will get you guys 50% off your first year. I don't know if other systems allow that same kind of autoresponder but since our contact form on my website is a it's an embedded honeybook form we're able to set up that autoresponder to come straight from our client management software if you are not able to set up an autoresponder for submissions through your contact form, another option is to place a notice on the contact form itself, letting people know that you're going to be out of the office. So you could do this in the form of what's called a screamer banner. I know Show It allows you to do that. It's like a little colorful pop-up at the top of the page that just says like, hey, heads up, Black Friday sales coming or like our semi-annual sales happening. You could use that to let people know about upcoming out-of-office dates. Or you could just put it directly on the contact page and like put some kind of asterisk next to it to draw people's attention to it. Another option is if you have, if your website has a confirmation form, like, hey, someone submits the contact form and then there's like a little thing that says, thank you so much for getting in touch. We can't wait to speak with you. Put it there. Like, thanks so much for being in touch. We're out of the office from this date to this date. We're so excited to speak with you when you come back. So three different options for you there. But the moral of the story here is set people's expectations. If they send you an inquiry and two weeks go by and they haven't heard anything from you, 
they're probably going to assume that either their email didn't go through or, I mean, if it's over the holidays, I think there's an understood grace there of like, oh, it's the holidays. Maybe that's why they haven't gotten back to me. But as a business owner, we do want to make sure that they're hearing something from us as soon as they hit submit on that contact form. And so all of that is going to help you step away from your inbox, from proactively letting your clients know that you're going to be out of the office, especially clients who who you have upcoming work for, setting up the autoresponder, turning the autoresponder on a couple of days before your vacation starts, and then finding a way to let new inquiries know when they can expect to hear back from you. All of that's going to help you step away from your inbox, which for me, is the most likely candidate for causing anxiety over being out of the office. So now you've set the expectations with anyone who emails that they shouldn't expect to hear back from you until you are back in the office. But what about all those other easy entry points into work? The ones that maybe feel innocuous, like a quick check of your Instagram notifications or opening up the Voxer app to check messages from clients or work friends or mm, quick check on your inbox from your phone. Here's a super simple, but some might say radical approach. Delete the apps off your phone. I delete Instagram on weekends. And I know that that sounds like I've said that before at conferences. Like I don't keep email on my phone. And you can like hear the collective like, (gasps) but I'm telling you, I've been in business for 13 years and I haven't had email on my phone since 2013 and I'm doing okay. It's possible. I delete Instagram on weekends and sometimes even at night during the week. I actually did this Last night, we're recording this on a Friday. Thursday night, I was out with my dad at our local brewery, and he had gotten up for some reason. I pick up my phone, and I noticed I just like mindlessly opened Instagram, gave myself a proverbial shake, like this is not what I want to do, and I deleted the app off of my phone because that's I don't want that kind of default behavior. It's too easy to get sucked into work from mindlessly opening the app. You start scrolling, you start answering DMs, maybe replying to comments. My Instagram account is primarily a work tool and I don't want to get sucked into thinking about work when I'm supposed to be enjoying time away from work. And even though I'm not sitting at a laptop, scrolling on social media and answering quick Vox messages, that makes me think about work. And especially if there's some kind of issue that arises that I can't immediately solve, that opens a loop that I can't close, which takes up mental real estate. And it means that I'm preoccupied thinking about a work-related issue instead of being present and in the moment with my loved ones or letting my mind wander, which is honestly where a lot of our creativity comes from. Is it slightly inconvenient to have to re-upload the app after a weekend or vacation in order to post on Monday morning? I mean, sure, if you quantify opening the app store, searching for Instagram, and hitting download and waiting 15 seconds to be inconvenient, sure, yes, that's less convenient than simply opening the existing app on my phone. But that small inconvenience, we call it friction points, I have intentionally introduced friction to keep me off my phone when I know I don't want to be on it in the first place. I've said this before, I want my kids and my loved ones to get the best of me, not just what's left of me. And separating my mind as much as possible from work-related issues is part of that. Deleting apps keeps me from scrolling by default. You know, like when you pick up your phone and like you were supposed to pick up your phone to check a text message from your mom, but like muscle memory, your thumb just clicks on the Instagram icon and you're like, dang it, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. And that scrolling by default, like deleting the app keeps me from doing that, from stumbling upon a work-related topic that gives me major FOMO. And I'm not talking about the good kind of fear of missing out. I mean the sort of FOMO that makes you think like, 
oh no, everyone else is still posting reels and TikToks. And look at that fun industry party that I wasn't invited to. And everyone else is posting these beautiful photographs and everyone else is still working. And oh my gosh, my competitor just posted this killer carousel of photos. And like, I'm falling behind. I need to work. I need to catch up. That That's the kind of panic that a quote-unquote innocuous check of social media can ignite in me. And I know I'm not alone in that. And that is the kind of thing that keeps me from being where my feet are, from being present with my family. It's the Jim Elliott quote, wherever you are, be all there. That's what I'm going for. And that's why I've gotten so strict about deleting apps from my phone when it comes to vacations and weekends. Listen, do you have to delete the app? No, of course not. You can just sign out if you want to. And that's what I do with Voxer. I just sign out of the app because there's enough friction there to try to re-log in that it's not a super easy thing. But social media is too much of a temptation for me. And Meta wants to make it really easy for you to log back in. Like anytime I re-download the Facebook app, which is not frequent, I don't usually keep that on my phone, but if there's a reason for me to download the Facebook app, it already has my login credentials memorized outside of LastPass. LastPass is the app that we use. It's a password rememberer. That's not the right term, but it stores um, all of our passwords in one place that it's locked with one overall password. And I can unlock that with Face ID, but like Facebook remembers my login credentials somehow. So it's super easy to log in. So I'm afraid that with social media, if I simply log out, it's going to be way too easy for me to log back in. So I just delete the app altogether. Like I said, email hasn't been on my phone since 2013. So the only way that I can check my inbox is to open my laptop, which I really don't want to do. Two things I want to address that might have you thinking like easy for you to say, Abby, or sure, this is super simple for you. One, I have a business partner, my husband, Matt, and you might think that maybe Matt is the one checking the inbox. No, he's off of work too. I've said this in past episodes, but there is no such thing as a brand photography emergency. There is no reason why my clients would need to access me on New Year's Day. Secondly, I have a virtual assistant. Our VA isn't taking the same two weeks off that we are for the holidays. She's going to be checking in a few times while we're gone just because her her work hours that she's planned out, and that's her time. Like She tells us when she's off, and this is time that she has planned to work. We did not ask her, hey, we're going to be out of the office for two weeks. Can you make sure that you're the one manning the inbox? So her scheduled time off isn't the same as ours, um, and she's going to be checking in on the inbox a few times so she can let us know if something really crazy happens. But again, no such thing as a brand photography emergency. So I cannot imagine a reason for her to send up the SOS. What her priority is going to be is responding to new inquiries. And to be honest with you, I don't expect too many of those to come in over the holidays because our clients are other business owners and they are likely to be off during the holidays too. So our VA's priority will be responding to the you know handful of new inquiries that come in with a confirmation that we have received their message and that we will respond after the holidays. You might be wondering, uh, Abby, you literally just told us that you can automate that in HoneyBook. Yes, you totally can. And we have done that in the past. But if possible, I do like for that email to come from a human just because it feels a little bit more personal. Does the autoresponder work? Absolutely. It's a perfect solution for solopreneurs. But since we have a team, we can use the team to let folks know that their contact form did indeed go through and that they should expect to hear from us on X date. Just gives it a little bit more of a human touch. 
If I were a solopreneur and I were taking two weeks off, I don't think there's any problem if you feel like you need to, to check your email once during that break. I think that's what we've done in years past. Just like pop in, see if there's anything that needs immediate attention. If that gives you more peace of mind, go for it. But you need to determine ahead of time which day during your vacation that that's going to be so that you don't leave it hanging over your head. And I'm saying this for like more than a week-long vacation. I think one week out of the office nobody's going to expect a response from you if you have told them that you're not there. You could go two weeks without anyone expecting to hear from you. I think that's fine. But if it gives you peace of mind to check your email once during a two-week break, go for it. But like I said, predetermine which day that's going to be. So maybe you're on vacation from a, a Tuesday for two weeks all the way through the following Tuesday and you want to check it halfway through, that's probably what I would plan to do. Because there's something really peaceful about that momentary pull to check your email, only to be able to tell your brain, I don't need to worry about that today. I'm gonna check my email once during vacation, and that isn't until next Tuesday, halfway through my time off. But I also remember in years past, before we had a VA, thinking that I would need to check my inbox, that I would feel like I needed to check my inbox, only to be loving the time away from work so much that I didn't end up doing it. And you know what happened? My business didn't burn down. We survived. And I came back in January more energized and ready to get after it than ever before. So here's your homework. Go set up an out-of-office responder. Like now. If you're listening to this episode and you don't have a vacation on the immediate horizon, set it up anyways and save it in a Google Doc so that when it comes time for your next vacation, all you have to do is copy and paste into your email server's autoresponder. I have a doc where I save swipe files of out-of-office responders so I never have to write it from scratch. And if you want to simply steal my out-of-office responder, go to abbygrace.co slash vacation. Again, it's abbygrace.co slash vacation. Just tweak the dates according to your own out-of-office plans and then fire away. That out-of-office responder has given me so much peace over the years and the ability to step away without worrying that someone is expecting to hear back from me. Coming up in the next episode, we'll be talking about one of the biggest hurdles I've ever had to face as a business owner, the scarcity versus abundance mindset. I know that mindset talks can feel wooly and vague, especially for this like data-loving nerd, but I'm telling you, without this shift, I honestly do not think I would have made it past year five of my business. All of that coming up on season two, episode 10 of the Artisan CEO podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and head over to abbygrace.co slash podcast for even more resources to help you blow your clients away at your very next brand shoot. I'm Abby Grace, and I'll see you next time. Now, let's go get after it, shall we?